the Grave Plot Podcast. Everybody to a very spooky edition. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Calm down there, buddy. Too spooky? <laughs> Too spooky for me? <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> a very spooky edition of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Welcome to week four of October Rama. This is our special Halloween episode, guys, where we are going to be reviewing two movies that are about Halloween, more or less. Take place on Halloween. Yeah. Um, so, how you doing, Taylor? I'm doing pretty well. I see yeah. you've got your cool Halloween shirt on. Yeah, I do. This, I got this at Disneyland uh, last year. Is that when I went? Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that word. Now I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um. Anyway, but uh, anything new? What'd you do? What, what have you been up to? I uh, went to see 321 Battle Horror Business last night. Yeah, how was that? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It's a, a local wrestling show, and Horror Business is like their WrestleMania. But it's all it's all spooky. <laughs> <laughs> they had a, a spooky, scary battle royal where everyone was in costume. Was it a werewolf bar mitzvah? There was no werewolf bar mitzvah. They need to have a werewolf bar mitzvah match. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. I don't know, <laughs> but it would be awesome. Just a guy in a werewolf costume with a yarmulke and <laughs> what's a uh, what's a shawl called? I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. Prayer, prayer shawl? Is that what it's... It could be a prayer shawl. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Jewish. I don't know. And they, they I don't know these things. They break the hala <laughs> over each other's head. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just got back from a vacation. Oh, yeah, you went to Nerlands? Yeah. Uh, I discovered from a tour guide that nobody calls it Nolans. That's, <laughs> yeah? That's something that somebody made up. Um, that's just something white people say? Yeah. Your your stupid shark costume is rubbing against your mic. Oh. <laughs> I'm very festive, guys. I'm, I'm in the holiday spirit. <laughs> If anybody wants to see what I'm looking at right now, go back and watch our Facebook live video of this episode. Um, <laughs> he showed up to my house like this, people. I drove here like this. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. By the way, it's 11 days before Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, came back from New Orleans, uh, it's today Saturday, so four days ago. Um, yeah, it was an interesting time. <laughs> New Orleans is, is a different place. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, we went in what I would have thought would be kind of the off season. Um, but I was wrong because there was just a lot of stuff going on. 
Uh, I mean, probably nowhere near as bad as it would be during like Mardi Gras. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, but it's it's funny, you know. You see pictures and videos, um, and you know, movies of Bourbon Street in the height of uh, Mardi Gras, and it's like you know, we get to the French Quarter at like eleven in the morning, and the place is just dead. Like there's just very little going on. You can hear music coming out of the bars and the clubs, but like if people are in there, they're really not announcing their presence. Much. They're not having any fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but God damn it. We got there. Um, we got there like two days after Nate passed through, you know, you know Nate, oh, so you did miss it. Yeah. Well, Nate um, missed new Orleans. Like oh, okay. it, it went East and it, and I think it actually hit Bil- uh, Biloxi in Mississippi, the worst. Um, and it was only a category one when it made landfall, I think. Um, so as far as hurricanes go, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, but, uh, you know, New Orleans was close enough to where it was going to catch like a lot of that outlying stuff in, you know, the outside of the spiral. So we got there and, you know, it was, uh, it was clear the skies were blue, um, and all the leaves were green green. (laughs) and actually all the leaves were green. It was weird. Because, you know, stuff here is turning brown and starting to fall off. So you had a very spadoinkle day. Yes. Uh, my heart was as full as a baked potato. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we walked out of the airport terminal after having just walked across the entire fucking airport. Because our terminal, or our, like our gate was on the opposite end of where the car rental place was. So we walked across literally the entire airport. <laughs> um, but we stepped out of the terminal and um, the rental place was luckily right there on on the property, or you know, same area as the airport. You didn't have to take a sh- take a shuttle or anything. Um, and we get there, or we walk out, and it's like getting hit a, hit with a wall of humidity. Like the air felt so heavy and thick that we couldn't breathe. Lovely. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, what have we done? <laughs> I immediately regret this decision. It's like, we're going to spend the entire vacation in our hotel room. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's it's probably like 200 yards from the terminal door to the front, to the door of the rental building. Um, and it felt like we walked a mile. Um, and uh, But luckily... As time passed, that started to fade. I think it was just, like I said, remnants of, of Nate. Yeah. And once that kind of went away, everything seemed to get better. It was still hot. It was still humid, but it was tolerable for me, at least. My wife was still miserable. <laughs> she doesn't adjust well to weather. Um, but yeah, we were down there for a week. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I would recommend everybody go there at least once. I'm supposed to go in June. Is that still the plan? That's the plan. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you some tips, some things that we figured out. Oh, your out. old hat now? Well, just things that we didn't figure out. It took us a little while to kind of figure out like where to go and what kind of people to avoid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll impart you with the wisdom that I gained while there. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, yeah, we, I mean, we spent most of our time in the French Quarter. You know, New Orleans is a, is a fairly big city, but once you get outside the French Quarter, it's just a city. I mean, it's, it's yeah. like Seattle. So it's like you know, people say, "Oh, don't spend all your time in the French Quarter." You know, go see go see New Orleans. You know, don't just do the touristy stuff. It's like, but what else is there? Yeah, I mean, we drove out to uh, I forget the name of the 
Lachine or Lachrie, um, where oh, oh, the Oak Alley Plantation is. I always wanted to go there. That's that's the plantation house you're going to see in like um, uh, Interview with a Vampire and uh, Forrest Gump and um, the Primary Colors movie, um, Django Unchained, you know, the place where Leonardo DiCaprio lived. Mm-hmm. That was Oak Alley. Okay. Um, and I'll show you some pictures. It's really cool there. Uh, and I always wanted to go there since I was a kid. Before I knew what it was, like that that was actually a real place, I always wanted to go there. Um, and then we went to another place called the Myrtle's Plantation. Um, and uh, my wife wanted to go there because apparently it's the most haunted place um, in, a, in like America or whatever. I don't know. But not, not as far as like number of ghosts, but like... Um, number of sightings so i don't know hmm. i mean i don't believe that shit so yeah but my, but my, my wife gets a kick out of it so. um yeah just you know did a lot of tours we went on a, on a river boat um that was fun yeah it's a cool place to be cool. yeah I, 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 I think a week was the perfect amount of time though and actually we probably could have shaved off a day or two had we known ahead of time it's like, you know, you do all the stuff and then you end up just wandering around the French Quarter like yeah. every day. And it's just like, okay, I mean, this is fun, but I've seen everything now. Right. Um, and ate a lot of beignets. <laughs> ate a lot of catfish. Never had catfish before. How is it? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. Especially, I mean, I don't know if it's the fish itself or the way they prepare it down there, but it was really good. Uh, even my wife ate it and she hates fish. <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm like, you know, I, I was eating it for the first time. I'm like, this is really good. And it on it, it doesn't taste like fish. You should try it. And I gave her a bite. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's actually pretty good. And one of the nights, she actually ordered it for herself. So so there's that. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. Go to New Orleans, guys. Check it out. Yeah. Fun stuff. We've also uh, we've got a couple announcements. Yeah. Do you want to do Patreon first? or? Yeah, I suppose we should. Um but yeah, very special thanks to our Patreon patrons, Kevin Nesgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, and Max Health, who is currently on his honeymoon. Aw. At Disneyland, I keep seeing pictures, and I'm like, aw. Yeah, he was very upset he couldn't go to horror business last night. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet, but you know, he's at Disneyland, so he should be all right with it. <laughs> yeah, apparently he was watching the live stream, so. <laughs> the fucking guy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I said, we got a couple announcements. Uh, first one is next month. Um, assuming we can sell enough tickets, Tony and I will be hosting a screening of one of our favorite movies, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, it's going to be at the Regal Meridian Theater here in Seattle. Uh, like I said, we need to sell 36 tickets before November 8th. Tickets are sale are on sale right now. Uh, you can go to gather without the E. So that's G-A-T-H-R dot com slash screening slash two one six six nine and get tickets again that's gather without the e gather g-a-t-h-r.com slash screening slash two one six six nine yeah and i'm sure we'll have it we have it on our website i think yeah it's also available there's a post on graveplotpodcast.com you can just find it there too yeah and maybe we'll stick in the show notes too do that because yeah i mean we can't do this unless we sell the tickets yeah and we really want to do it but i mean it, there's if, if it doesn't sell out, there's no obligation, guys. Uh, you, you reserve the tickets, and you don't pay for them until the show is locked down. So if the show doesn't happen, then you don't get charged for anything. 
Um, but yeah, we really want to see all your lovely faces there. Um, and uh, please check it out. What did Silas say? I said we need to plug the movie, which is our second announcement. <laughs> we don't um, need to do shit. This is our show. Uh, the independent horror movie They Reach that Tony and I have both been cast in and written and directed by Silas Dahl, former guest on the show, uh, is now crowdfunding. So uh, we're looking to get $10,000. Anything you guys can give would be greatly appreciated. There are uh, special one-of-a-kind perks that you can get. Um, just head over to theyreach.com, and that'll redirect you right to the Indiegogo page. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we're re- really looking forward to being part of this. Um, we start shooting what mid mid month in uh, November, um, and you know every cent that we can make, guys, uh, is really going to help the production. Um, but you know, as productions go, things cost money. We need um, we need sets, we need makeup, we need uh, you know it's a period piece. It takes place in the sixties and seventies. So we need period uh, appropriate clothing and uh, Cars. set pieces. And, yeah. Um, and all those things cost money. And um, we really want to make a good um, film for you guys. I know Silas especially does. Um, and uh, so, yeah, anything you guys can do will help. Uh, I think you can donate as little as a dollar, I think. Or is I think it, so, yeah. Or is it five? I mean, five is the lowest perk, but I think you can donate. Okay. I think a dollar is the Indiegogo minimum. Yeah, so like Taylor said, theyreach.com and uh, help us out, guys. Um, so, yeah. Um, so before we started the show, we were both just kind of gushing on these bite-sized horror videos um, that we're seeing like on, on TV and we noticed them online. Yeah, they're done by uh, Mars, the yeah. candy company. Yeah, um, and they air on Fox. And I, that must have been where I saw one of them. Um but yeah, Mars, yeah, Mars candy. And each one is brought to you by a certain candy, like Skittles, Starburst, M&Ms, and Snickers. Yeah, but they're not in the commercial at all. No, they're not. They're just brought to you by. Yeah. Um, but they're like actually surprisingly good. Yeah, they're little like two-minute micro movies. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're pretty creepy. Yeah, and I saw one of them. I've only seen one of them on TV. Um, and to me too, but it was a different one. Right. Uh, and <clears throat> It's, uh, I mean, I, won't go, I want you guys to watch them for yourselves. Um, and but it's like this guy, he's out fishing in his boat, and it's just like, okay, well, this is, and then like a beer can pops up in the lake, and I'm like, okay, well, this is probably gonna be like a beer commercial or something, and then it just kind of gets dark. And like, that's actually the weakest of the bunch, I think. The, the three other ones are much better, um, and much more entertaining. There's one in particular for was it? M&M's or Skittles? The elevator one? Yeah. Skittles. Yeah, the Skittles one. I think that's my favorite. See, I think the M&M's one is my favorite. Really? With the, yeah, with the motorcyclist. That's good. That's good, too. Those are the, definitely the, the two best ones. Um, but yeah, there's all, check out all four of them. Um, you can probably find them on YouTube. If not, just um, go to Google and search uh, Bite Size Horror. Um, and you can search like Fox or Mars, Mars or, or whatever. Or... Um, and I'm sure you'll find all four of them. But they're a lot of fun. Go they're check sweet. them out. Guys. Yeah, they're fun. They're cool. I, I I would like to see them do that every year. Cause yeah. Have you noticed it feels like Halloween is kind of more tangible this year? As far as like things like that, yes. But like going out in the world, no. Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, you know, even a place like New Orleans where you'd think that Halloween would be like a big thing. Um, and, you know, granted, we were a few weeks out. It's like it wasn't. 
really in your face like I would have expected. You know, there were houses that were decorated, but aside from that, there wasn't a lot there. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Yeah. Um. Anyway, fun stuff. Yeah. Horror business? Oh, we're going to do a three, two, one battle? No, no. <laughs> our horror business. Oh, our horror business. Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right, guys, starting out with real world horror, um, starting going to Malaysia, where um, it's not safe to take a shit anymore. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> uh, Zool, because there is no Dana. <laughs> there, there is no Dana. There's only Zool. Zool. Zool Hanif Anip, uh, a photographer in Malaysia, was at home alone in Alor Setar. Sorry, I don't speak Malaysian. <laughs> Uh, with his wife, uh, when a beast emerged, <laughs> he said it was scary. It came up through the toilet. Now, what came up? Zool. <laughs> he said it was about two meters long with a very fat, thick body. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a snake or a kind of tidal creature or from the swamp. He said oh, it's. What the hell's a tidal creature? I don't. Something from the tide, I guess. <laughs> Maybe like an eel. I, I don't know. That's a big ass eel. It is a big ass eel. Two meters. That's it's like six feet. Yeah. Um. Said uh, its head was very small and it had a short tail. What? <laughs> Hold on. He said it was two meters long and had a short tail. He's painting different pictures here. Isn't a snake like all tail? Yeah. But he says. Uh, said he doesn't know if it was a snake. Or a but tidal creature. Or a tidal creature. Or swamp monster. But he says, I'm not sure if it was a snake. But, have, then, but then he says its head was very small and it had a short tail, which did not look like a snake. So what? what's the story here, Zool? It's just, it's just a toilet monster. <laughs> it's a shit demon. <laughs> uh, was he taking a shit when he was doing, when this popped up or... <clears throat> I don't know. I think it just came out of the toilet. I don't think he was on the toilet when it happened. He just looked in, like looked over his shoulder into the bathroom. And there's like this thing like flapping around the toilet. Maybe like some kind of like tentacle monster, like Cthulhu. Maybe. <laughs> he said there was a child in the house at the time, but this creature would not have eaten humans. He Which okay, to, that sounds like oh maybe it's not so scary. He seems like he knows a lot more than he's letting on. <laughs> Did you flush this thing, Zool? <laughs> Uh, he says, I think it would have bitten them and then left its teeth inside. Okay, that's terrifying. That's That sounds like a snake to me. You just have toilet monster teeth inside you forever. I think he meant like it would bite down and not let go. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Anip put the animal into a sack and released it into the right river. What? Why, why oh. would they not figure out what it was? Why would you not kill it with fire? <laughs> it came up out of your toilet. You just put it into a river where it can go up into someone else's toilet now. <laughs> it's just going to do it again. That's when you move and burn the house down. <laughs> Change your name. <laughs> In case it follows you. 
<laughs> oh fuck. Um yeah, I don't I don't know why he would why would you not take it to like a college or something and say, "What the fuck is this?" It's a snake with a short tail, but it's two feet long or two meters long. But it doesn't look like a snake. <laughs> but it has a th- very fat, fat, thick body with a tiny head. <laughs> you know, in Malaysia, it, it it sounds like it could be any number of snakes. Yeah. But I don't know how it could have a short tail, but a long body. Yeah, unless it has feet. Yeah. In which case... I he didn't know. mention feet. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Fucking Malaysia, man. No, thank you. <laughs> Just shit trying to kill you like a day. In your butt. In your butt. So, it appears they're making a new Adams Family movie. Um, as we all know, Raul Julia will not be involved. <laughs> he's he's uh, formally engaged. With being dead? Yes. <laughs> what a horrible way to put that. <laughs> what, did you, what would you prefer? He's in the ground rotting? <laughs> you could just say he's dead. I could have said that. He passed on. Whatever. Anyways, this is going to be an animated feature. Okay. For some reason. But I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, I mean, it's written by Pamela Petler, who wrote Corpse Bride and Monster House, which is, those were good. Yeah. You know. Monster House was a little, little cornball-y, but. Yeah. Um, it's going to be at and MGM. Buscemi. In Monster House? Yeah, he was the house. I don't remember that. This I'm pretty sure. I think that's what I'm thinking of. He he played the voice of the house. No. Oh. Go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, like I said, this is going to be set up at MGM. Uh, script. The script was revised by Matt Lieberman, who is best known for Doctor Doolittle, Tale to the Chief. Good. Uh, as well as a new Scooby Doo movie that's apparently coming out next year, just called Scooby. Neat. Um, Can't wait to see those. Yeah. Yeah. Or never, never crack. Oh, Nevercracker is the guy that he, lived he there. Was the, yeah, he was like the crazy homeless guy. I didn't think he was the house. Yeah, okay. Never yeah, that. that sounds more familiar. Um, so this is going to be based on Charles Adams' original comic strip. It's not based on any of the previous movies or cartoons or TV shows. Bad move. You think so? Yes. Why? Because the movies were awesome and the comic strip is just kind of, eh. It's a single panel comic strip. Like, what really can you do? Yeah, it's like Family cir- Circus except dark. That's uh, yeah. That's an excellent way to put it. <laughs> um, this is going to be directed by Conrad Vernon, best known for directing Sausage Party. Didn't expect that. Yeah, that's um, a very dirty movie with a lot of, of innuendo. In your endo. <laughs> um, it's going to be animated by Cinecite Vancouver, which is formerly known as Nitrogen Studios, which is the studio that made Sausage Party. <laughs> So is it going to be like, it's not going to be like 2D hand-drawn. It sounds like it's going to be CGI animation. Yeah. Similar to Sausage Party. I feel like I like that even less. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just, that that doesn't seem very Adam's family to me. That's true. 
I think of like the cartoons with like the tiny little Gomez. Yeah. Why was he so little? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, when when you see Raul Julia and um oh fuck, what's her name? Um shit. Who played Morticia? Yeah. Uh not Glenn Close. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Angelica Houston. Thank you. When when you see those two play Gomez and Morticia, there you just you can't do it any any other way. That that's like the golden standard there. That's true. No doubt. We watched Adam's Family Values the other night. Nice. I've watched those movies repeatedly. My girlfriend never seen it. Really? Yeah. She saw the first one though. Yeah. Okay. Uh and then we watched Hocus Pocus afterwards. Nice. Still need to watch Hocus Pocus. Might watch that like Halloween night or something. Apparently Halloween sci-fi does a 24-hour of it. Sci-fi channel? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Or no, Freeform. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I still have to watch a, a, a lot of movies. I started watching Halloween 2 while I was on vacation um, and I didn't finish it, but I need to watch, I need to watch that. Um, I need to watch Hocus Pocus. Why Halloween 2? Because I like it better. Oh, really? Yeah. That's weird. Why is that weird? Because <laughs> it's a sequel. It's not as good. It's I, good. It's just not as good. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, have you seen Secret <laughs> Device Success? <laughs> no, I've always liked the second one better. I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm the first to admit that I like Rob Zombie's remake better than the original. That that's preposterous. I've I don't I don't know what I don't know what you want me to tell you. Um, but uh, I like the sequel better than the original. Yeah, Raul Julia and Angelica Houston, like you said, gold standard. They're, I mean, and even uh, remember Adam's Family reunion with Tim Curry as Gomez. Yeah, and like, uh, I love you, Tim Curry, but no. And um, uh, Daryl Hannah playing Morticia. Yeah, was just bleh. and Carl Striken was still playing Lurch. <laughs> he's not doing anything else. He's he's waiting on that Twin Peaks comeback. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, no excite, huh? Yeah, not really. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll wait and see. I don't know about the sausage party business. Did you Did you see sausage party? Yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah, I I don't think I watched the whole thing. I heard how funny it was, but I, and it's like I think I'm one of the few people that actually like Seth Rogen most of the time, and just it I don't know, wasn't doing anything for me. Yes, me neither. But. I think, you know, if you're going to make, like, dick jokes, they got to be clever. You can't just, like, say the word dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Want to talk about something else? Something else. Okay, so we've heard endless, endless rumors, um, speculation, yeah, I mean, hearsay, uh, coming from fans and even cast members alike uh, about Beetlejuice Two. Um, we've heard Beetlejuicier, <laughs> so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, we've heard that you know it's it's being shopped around. We've heard that they have different writers on board. Um, we've heard there was going to be a cartoon at one point, right? Or am I remembering that wrong? I think you're remembering that wrong. It doesn't ring any bells for me. There's something about it where it wasn't going to be like a regular film. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, 
But, you know, every once in a while, the news pops up again, and, you know, there are people swearing up and down that it's still going. Uh, most recently, uh, Warner Brothers has hired Mike Vukodinovich, who's, who did Rememory. I don't, I don't even know what that is. It's got the Dinklage. The Dinklage. Um, but he's apparently been hired to rewrite Seth Graham Smith's five-year-old screenplay for Beetlejuice 2. Um, now, why would you rewrite Seth Graham Smith? Especially if you're Mike Vukodinovich. Yeah, who wrote a movie that nobody's heard of. Yeah, the only thing I know about it is it has Peter Dinklage. <laughs> like, he's on the poster. That's all I know. Yeah, you know, Seth Graham Smith, he writes movies that make money. Yeah. So just let him write the movie. He wrote Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and it was so much better than it should have been. Yeah. And, you know, he wrote um, Pride and Prejudice Zombies, right? I never saw that movie, though. Yeah, he wrote the novel. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he wrote the screenplay. Probably did. I feel like he did. Seems Um, like you would want him to. Yeah. I tried reading the book. It was hard to get through. And I actually never finished it. Because Because it's Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, it's Pride and Prejudice with zombies. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what it is. He he literally went through Pride and Prejudice, um, used the same text, and just incorporated zombies into it. Yep. Using the same language that Jane Austen would have used. And because of that, it's really hard to get through. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you like those old Victorian stories, um, you know, using just language that you're not familiar with, it's it's really hard to get through. It's like reading Shakespeare. Yeah. I mean, less difficult, but... The same general premise. Anyway. Um, or train spotting. Or train spotting. <laughs> you ever read train spotting? No. But oh I, my God. It's written in the Cockney accent. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, the latest is that there are still no deals in place for Burton, uh, Keaton, or um, uh, what's Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder wasn't even mentioned in the article. Yeah. So. Uh, but so I don't know if she's just like, I don't know if you'd know this. I'm on a little show called Stranger Things. It's doing okay. It's doing really well. <laughs> um, I wonder if they'd get, uh, what's his face, uh, Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> I, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Harvey Weinstein could produce it. <laughs> oh, ooh, too soon. Maybe I mean, if Warren Brothers hires him again. <laughs> He's never working in this town again. No. He's like, hey, uh, my name's Harvey Weinstein. Um, I used to be one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. And Maybe he'll just change his name, Harvey Weinberg. Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I could think of was all his, you know, the not Harvey Weinstein on Entourage. Oh, I know. It's like I feel like the the you know um, Marky Mark and and all the writers on Entourage were the only ones at the time that were willing to like really kind of expose what kind of person he is. Yeah, you know. In, in their own way. I, I think I told you this, but my ex had a friend who was his nanny. I feel like you told me. I that. just want to be like, you must have some stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I don't get about that is like, everybody knew. Probably. And, and nobody did anything. Because he, he, you know, comes with the power. People are scared to piss him off. And I mean, I guess. You know, I mean. Get spit young, in their face. You young actress, actresses, I can understand. You know, it's like that's like their make or break point. You know, you you do what Harvey wants or you don't have a career. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. But um, I just don't get like these seasoned actors 
that just did nothing. Like Tarantino, like the the imagine a pull that the the amount of pull that guy has in in the industry, and he just did nothing. Yeah. And now he says he regrets. He regrets not saying anything. Have you heard about what, what Kevin Smith's doing? Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, like, we've, you know, expressed our opinions on Kevin Smith as a filmmaker and as a pothead, <laughs> but fucking good on you. Yeah. Uh, for those who haven't heard, he's donating um, all of his royalties plus $2,000 a month to uh, women in film. All his royalties from all uh, Weinstein Company produced films. Right. Yeah, that's which like, is you know, Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Yeah, basically all the View Askew universe. All right, View Askew universe. Yeah, um, yes, and anything, uh, or in, in what he says, like he's gonna addition, donate an additional thousand dollars or something. Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway. So yeah. Awesome. We're way off. Back to Beetlejuice. Way off subject now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, so no no deals for Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, um, or Winona Ryder. But Deadline is saying that the two have been excited at the thought of collaborating on a sequel. The two being Keaton and Burton. Right. Who are currently working together on Dumbo. That's right. Um, and you know, Burton, he's just as bad as uh, Sam Raimi talking about things like this. Like he likes to blow smoke up fans asses so much well he you know similar to kevin smith has 400 irons in the fire yeah and you never know what's actually going to come to fruition yeah and he's never been a big sequel guy that's true i mean has he done a sequel to anything did he do through the looking glass i don't think so then no mm. yeah not that i can think of anyway so um, I mean, we've been over this a million times, but how, yeah, how it's do, how do you still feel? in the see it. I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it category. But when it, if it does come to pass, do you want to see it? If it does? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wonder how they'll explain away the fact that, you know, the guy that's a ghost, he's, he's already dead. He looks like 30 years older. <laughs> I, they'll probably just make him up hard enough that. You won't even be able to see him under there, I suppose. Anyway. All right. So, cool. Moving on. So earlier this year, we reviewed the movie Beyond the Gates, a very well-received movie. I think we both kind of liked it, but didn't really love it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as far as original horror movies coming out, I'd say it was, it was a good one. Uh, it turns out there's already a sequel in the works, and it's going to be produced by one Brian Yuzna. Yuzna? Yuzna? I've always said Yuzna, but I don't, I don't really know. Um, if that name doesn't sound familiar... He produced movies such as Reanimator and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically, he was uh, Jeffrey Combs' patron saint in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, co-writer and director of the original Beyond the Gates, Jackson Stewart, said on the Pure Cinema podcast, Basically, I'd be back directing it, and then Barbara Crampton and Jesse Merlin would be in it, but it would be a period piece, so there probably wouldn't be any carryover from the other cast which means no uh, 
Graham Skipper. Jesse Merlin. He was the guy in the uh, the store when they tried to return it. Oh, okay. And he was absolutely no help. Right. Ter- terrible customer service. <laughs> uh, other than maybe an end credits tag or something, it should be pretty fun. I've been working with Brian pretty closely on the story for that, and it's just been absolutely delightful. Just a delight. You don't hear many horror movies described as absolutely delightful. <laughs> Uh, this has apparently been in the works for a while because back in February, Stuart was on a different podcast called Scream Addicts, and he said that the sequel will definitely take some cues from A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, which mm. is Dream Child? No, that's 5. Um, that was um, Dream Master. No. Shit. I got it mixed up. I, I'm not sure. Hmm. 4 and 5 or Dream Master and Dream Child. I can't remember which one comes first. He said it's a little bit of a different story and kind of changes up some things. It's definitely bigger scale and a little bit more in the vein of 80s paranoia horror movies like The Stuff and Society. It is Dream Master. And even the 70s Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, That's a lot of stuff to mix together in I was just thinking, a movie like, that has nothing to do with any of those. 80s paranoia. Okay, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I get that. I don't know how the stuff in society or paranoia movies, especially society. Society is just a fucked up movie. Society. I don't think I've seen that. It's the one with the guy is a butt. This, he's a butt. Yeah. <laughs> what? Lance put it on the uh, Patreon list. So we may end up watching it soon. Oh, good. I can't wait. <laughs> so are you excited for more, more beyond the gates? Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. More Babs? <laughs> babs. <laughs> Seems like Yuzna does a lot of, uh, or Yuzna, whatever, does a lot Yokozuna. of. Yokozuna. Yokozuna does a lot of podcasts. Maybe we should get him on here. You mean, that was Jackson Stewart that was on all the podcasts. Oh. Writer and director. Well, never mind then. We can get him. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Jackson Stewart, if you're listening, please contact us. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> please pick up the white courtesy phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, we both kind of, we liked it, didn't really love it. So it's kind of how I feel about this. It's like, yeah, that, that could be cool, but I'm not kicking my heels. I don't, I don't understand what they're going for here. Period piece. But the, all these movies they're talking about have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, that's a good point. Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Stuff, Society, and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, those are all way different. And they have nothing to do with what Beyond the Gates was. So I don't know where they're going with this. There's no earthly way of knowing which direction they are going. Yep, yep. That's that one song. Yep. By the Beatles. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Was that Wings? (laughs) It's not wings. <laughs> it's no one. No one does that. So yeah, I don't know. Could be cool. Could be cool. Or not. Stephen King is just on a hot streak right now. He's a hot potato. He's a hot potato, is he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in that 
everybody's just making his shit left and right, or at least planning to. Um, and we're seeing a familiar name pop up yet again. This time they're talking about remaking, or sorry, making uh, The Talisman, which is uh, a favorite of a lot of Stephen King fans. I have not read it personally, and I, I honestly don't know a lot about it, but I know it's very popular. I'm pretty sure my dad's a big fan of it. Um, and uh, yeah. So Amblin, who's uh, producing, or yeah, producing or making whatever you want to call it, the movie. Uh, has talked to Josh Boone. Oh, that guy. That guy that's already been attached to like a thousand different fucking Stephen King adaptations and none of which have come to any kind of fruition. <laughs> so it, it spells doom for this to me, I think. Um, but yes, based upon this best-selling novel, the movie follows a boy. Good. It's probably that guy from Death Note. Because Josh Boone likes to make roles for him. Or it'd be about a different boy and he'll just write a part for him. <laughs> uh, it follows a boy who, in order to save his mother from certain death, enters a parallel world known as the Territories in search of a power- powerful talisman. The titular talisman. Yeah, the talisman. Um, this sounds like it might be part of the Dark Tower a little bit. I don't know. If, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but... Uh, Amblin, who is, of course, uh, Steven Spielberg's studio, uh, had initially been developing the project as a TV show, but it has since decided to turn it into a film. I wonder why. Because TV seems like it's more of a moneymaker now, nowadays than film. It's true. Because people be <clears throat> watching TV. People be doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. You see things go the opposite way a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Boone was tapped to write and direct an adata- adaptation of The Stand, which we all remember. When that project was put on hold, the iconic writer asked Boone or tasked Boone with penning an adaptation of Revival, which is currently in development. Um, sure it is. I forgot about that. Um, Boone says he's working, still working on The Stand. Sure. Yeah, like I'm still working on a lot of projects that I said it was. A lot of people do. say a lot of things. <laughs> um Yeah, I was gonna turn my shed into a recording studio. I'm still working on that. <laughs> Can't you see me working on it right now? Um Dude, stop moving the chair. Why? Because it's squeaking. Spooky. <laughs> Look at my spooky chair. Did we mention this is a Halloween episode? <laughs> um, yeah, so he says he's still working on the stand. He says he's going to make it after New Mutants comes out. I forgot he was directing that. Have you seen the trailer? No. It looks pretty boss. Really? Yeah. Oh, I hate to. I, hate, I don't want to. I don't want to you like want, his movies. You don't want to patronize him? <laughs> um. Yeah, he says it's going to be a faithful adaptation of the book with an incredible cast. So, but you know, he said he was going to do that with the stand, and then he added a character to it. So he's talking about the stand. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh well, fuck him. <laughs> he's lying. Um. Okay. Josh Boone, America's sweetheart. 
fuck that. Um, yeah. That's it. Next story. So speaking of uh, Josh Boone, that's right. <laughs> no! Two Josh Boone <laughs> stories for you. Uh, and specifically New Mutants. Uh, Boone plans on making New Mutants a horror movie trilogy. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, it's, this one's definitely very spoopy. Um, <laughs> Let's watch the trailer. All right. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Have you ever hurt someone? Yes. Oh, God. How many fucking times can they use this? I've never experienced anything you'd consider abnormal. Yes. Last question. Do you know what mutants are? Did you know baby rattlesnakes are more dangerous than adult ones? They haven't learned how to control how much venom they secrete. All of you are dangerous. It's on you too, Troy. That's why you're here. Who looks like way less of a dork when he's out on Stranger Things? What is this place? This is in the hospital. It's a haunted house. been through a lot. Get some rest. Huh. Well then. So what do you think? Uh, not bad. So like I said, uh, Boone wants to make this a trilogy of all different horror movies. He, in an interview with IGN, said these are all going to be horror movies and they're all going to be their own distinct kind of horror movies. This is certainly the rubber reality supernatural horror movie. The next one will be a completely different kind of horror movie. I really wonder how they're going to incorporate this into Deadpool. (laughs) Is that the plan? Well, I mean, as far as the comics go, New Mutants and Deadpool are very heavily involved. Oh, yeah, that would be weird. (laughs) Uh, Boone says our take was to examine the horror genre through comic book movies and make each one its own distinct sort of horror film drawing from the big events that we love in the comics. Okay. I mean, I'm not opposed to this whatsoever. And yeah, like the movie doesn't look too bad. Um, I hope they don't have zombies. <laughs> I try to make a zombie movie is that'd be bad. I just don't get how, I mean, 
Okay, so it's about mutants. Um, but it that doesn't really read in the trailer. Like it just looks no, like, like they some briefly kind of, mentioned. She says, "Like, do you know where mutants come from, or something?" Yeah, and it just it looks like uh, just an asylum movie. Yeah, but I mean, it looks fine. Could be cool. I ain't mad at it. Except it's Josh Boone. Yeah. It's weird how he like suddenly is like this horror movie darling for making a movie that's not horror in any way. Yeah, I don't know. Like where a romantic that, comedy. I don't know where that came from. Like, wh- I think we talked about this before, but it's like, what? Where? At what point did somebody say, "Hey, yeah, let's get that guy"? Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone else went, "Oh no, he's mine." <laughs> anyway, uh, New Mutants will arrive on April thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. So start the hype train now. And then he'll make The Stand, and then he'll make Revival, and then he'll make New Mutants 2, apparently. What? I was listening. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> start right. the hype train. That's going to do it for horror business. Yes. All right, guys. Yeah, so no more horror business. So we're going to move right along to our very spooky. <laughs> our film review. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, here we are with our reviews. This is the part that we do those, where we review. Now is the time in which we do the reviews. Uh, Halloween episode, so we are reviewing two Halloween-ish movies, Um, which, you know, actually seem to not have a whole lot to do with Halloween. Not really. uh, It's kind of a tenuous thing, Uh, especially in the second one. Anyway, but uh, we're reviewing All Hallows' Eve and All Hallows' Eve. Ahalaba. Um, since the two have nothing to do with each other, which one do you really want to start with? Let's just go chronological. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with All Hallows' Eve. Babysitting on Halloween night? That's just asking for trouble. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's already been quite an eventful evening. Some creep slipped a videotape into Timmy's candy bag while we were trick-or-treating. A videotape? You should see what's on it. Turning it off. It's too violent for the two of you. Do you think that clown was real? No, it's just make-believe. Demons, witches, monsters, that, that doesn't exist. Please! The killer's out here! He's following me! Who's following you? Now I say hallows. I say hallows. Whatever. 
Is one correct? I think it's just a pronunciation thing. All right. Anyway, so All Hallows Eve, <laughs> if you want to be a dick about <laughs> it. Uh, 2013 movie by Damien Leone or Leone. I'm not sure. Um, produced by Jesse Bagel. What? Produced by Jesse Bagel. We've talked about him on the show and I couldn't remember why. <laughs> Me neither. It doesn't sound familiar. It's Jesse Baguette, but we called him Jesse Bagel for some reason. <laughs> Jesse Bag of Donuts. Oh, he did WrestleManiac. <laughs> oh. I hate that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, this is from 2013. Um, it's a direct-to-video joint. Um, and it's a it's an anthology, which I didn't really know going into I didn't this. either. Um, but... It's uh, it's similar to Trick or Treat in its construction. Mm, kind of. It, well, in that it uh, has a wraparound story, but it also has a character that involved, it's He's involved in each vignette. Yes. Um, as well as the wraparound story. Actually, Trick or Treat didn't really have a wraparound. Story. Not really. No, anyway. the story's kind of just interwove. Right. But still, there's a there's a character that is in each story that kind of ties the whole thing together. Um. And the entire film was directed by one director. It was okay. Is it that way in the second one? No. Okay, because I was gonna say in the second one the stories feel very different, right? Um, Actually, so, in this one they kind of do too. Think so? Yeah. Especially, I mean, the third one more so. Anyway, uh, okay. So, um, so this starts out with, like I said, the wraparound story, the, the containing story, however you want to refer to it. Um, it uh, takes place on Halloween, and uh, a babysitter is there with two kids um, whose parents are just gone. What kind of parents leave their children on Halloween and make them go out with a babysitter? No shit, right? <laughs> like, right off the bat, I'm like, man, they got shitty parents. <laughs> and they're gone all night, because this movie takes place over the course of, you know, let's say eight o'clock a nine o'clock maybe i mean she says that she expects him back around one yep that's fucked up that's so that's so late yeah on halloween awful parents maybe they just parents are doing them you know just party you know what i don't care that we have kids like fuck (laughs) it i didn't even want i need to get my drink on (laughs) (laughs) mommy's got to get her edge drink or treat um, anyway, so, uh, the kids are back at their house with the babysitter and they're just kind of digging through their candy as you do. Um, and in little Timmy's bag, <laughs> generic name, um, <laughs> Timmy and Tia. Right. And the babysitter, Sarah. Um, so yeah, Timmy like pours out his, his pillow sack. Um, did you use pillow sacks? I've never heard the term pillow sack before. Sorry, pillow case, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't, I think like when I got older, I yeah. did. But when yeah. I was a kid, I think I had like a bucket specifically for trick or treating. Yeah, exactly. Like one of the McDonald's buckets or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Like I had like a, like a little jack o' lantern bucket thing. And then I think we had like bags at one point. Um, and then, yeah, later years, you know, when I stopped trick or treating, like 12, like 13, 2013. <laughs> uh, 
was like right on the cusp of being too old. I can't remember exactly when, but anyway, um, yeah, we used pillowcases for the last few years. So you could hold more? Yeah, but it's like, you know, we're going to the same houses, so we're really getting the same amount of candy. <laughs> I think we were just fooling ourselves. That's why you get two costumes. <laughs> um, one, anyway. One of them could be a shark. So, uh, yeah, so Timmy pours out his bag, and out of it comes a nondescript, completely blank uh, VHS. Blank on the outside, I mean. It has no markings. It doesn't say what it is. Nothing. And he doesn't remember anyone giving this to him. I feel like I'd recall somebody putting a VHS in my bag. You'd think, right? Um, I mean, I mean it, just, it must have just magically been there, I guess. Anyway, um, okay, so after some begging, uh, Sarah decides she'll put the movie on, and you know, she says, like, I don't know what's on this. You guys leave the room. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through it, and if it's okay, I'll bring you back in. Um, and so she's watching it, and um, it starts out with um, – was there something before the first vignette? No. No? Okay. It just took a while to get going, kind of. Okay, so it starts out with this woman. She's, um, She goes to sit in a in a bus station, which really just looks like a room. It doesn't look like a, like a bus station or a train station or anything like that, but that's what it was. Um, and nothing's really happening, but... And finally, the kids are like, all right, we're going to go watch this. And so she goes in, or the kids go in, and they start watching it, and they all sit down and just kind of have a nice little... <laughs> family time or something <laughs> um, with the babysitter right um so uh yeah the first vignette is uh in you know just because of the the design of this movie I'm, i think we're just gonna spoil these oh okay because i mean otherwise we're gonna be leaving just like a bunch of loose ends and like trying to still talk about it <laughs> okay so spoiler alerts for both movies ahead guys yeah um, anyway, so, okay. Yeah, this, this girl, she's sitting in a bus station and it's, it's clearly Halloween night because these two people bust in and they're just drunk off their asses wearing these costumes. Like this, she dressed as little Bo Peep, right? I guess. Yeah. And she had this guy like leading him around by a leash and he had, I don't know, like just like a weird mask. Just some kind of generic mask. Yeah. It's maybe supposed to be her sheep. I don't know. Yes, that didn't really play though. Um, and uh, yeah, so she busts in and then like asks the time and asks for a cigarette and then just leaves. And the girls are just sitting there alone again. And then in comes Art the Clown, who is just about one of the creepiest clowns I've seen. Yeah. Um, without being like overtly horrific right he just looks like a creep yeah he's all black and white he's got like the harlequin kind of diamonds over his eyes mm -hmm. big black lips yeah and he has this really creepy smile with like these really gross teeth yeah uh and you know yeah as, as far as his suit goes it's just a black and white silk suit like a like a clown would wear there's nothing really um you know ostentatious about it or there's nothing that really stands out 
It's it's mainly just his face. It's just yeah, he's very jagged. Yeah, he's got like pointy cheekbones, like a long pointy nose. Yeah, um, and you know, did you think he looked different in the movie than he did on the cover? A little bit, yeah. It doesn't look like he has the nose on the cover. Yeah, it just, it just looks like a different person. I think maybe it is. Could be. Anyway, so um, yeah, Art the Clown comes in and starts honking a horn at her. Right. Yeah. Um, and. She just kind of gets sick of it, and she tries to get up and, and, I don't know, go to a different room or something, but Art grabs her by the hand and injects her with something, <laughs> and she goes out with a light. Yep. Uh, and she wakes up uh, in a room, uh, chained by the neck, and the chain leads off somewhere. You don't really see where it goes. It's a very kind of saw feeling. Yeah. Um, she wakes up, and it, it looks almost like... A, I don't know, like a sewer or something. Like she looks like she's like in a big giant sewer pipe. Yeah. Um, and like out of the darkness come these two other girls that are both chained by the neck as well. And they said, you know, he there was another girl and they dragged her off and we haven't seen her since and um we got to get out of here. Yeah. But bas- basically they've they just kind of resolved that they can't get out like cuz uh the girl the the original girl, she's she says, you know, we, we got to try and get out of here. And she's like, don't you think we've tried? Or the other girl, she says, don't you think we've tried? We don't. I mean, we we don't know what there is left to do because we've we've been trying to get out of here, and they basically just lost all hope. And um, so she she breaks loose. I can't I can't remember how. Or she get dragged away. I think she gets dragged away. Okay. Yeah. So these things come to get her. They call them witches later. Yeah. And they, I mean, they do definitely look like um, just like these uh, ancient witches. Not not witches as you think of them, you know, with obviously like pointy hats. Oh, no. She gets like a rock or something and hits the chain. She had something in her hand. I'm not entirely sure what it was. She was like whacking the chain with it. And then the other girl got dragged away. That's right. Yeah, because I mean they are on chains. They're not locked in this room. The guy had a uh, meat cleaver and he swung it at her and missed, and he yeah, hit the chain. He's like this big, like deformed, boil-covered thing. Uh, looks like like Brundlefly almost. Almost, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like the point when Brundlefly looks basically, most grotesque. Yeah, like he's just basically doesn't look human anymore. Uh, yeah, it was fucking gross because he's just like drooling this white shit out of his mouth and yeah, and just chasing around with like this big meat cleaver thing. Yeah, he was a he was a gross guy. Yeah. Anyway, so she escapes into this main chamber, I guess, and that's when she starts getting like manhandled and kind of attacked by all these different demons and people, and ghouls, and, yeah, and people in cloaks and. Um, there's, there's a handful of different ones. I mean, they, they're all, they all look like monsters. Um, there's one with like this giant, um, like almost looking like her face was like her smile was carved into her almost. Mm-hmm. And like uh, tiny little eyes with, with no eyelids. That was creepy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and basically she gets like manhandled by these demons in these cloaks oh yeah and there's one guy that looks like 
Looks like a, like a like a plague doctor, you know, it's like the big bird beak mask. Except, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it was like flesh. It was like yeah, it was his it face. Was his face. <laughs> um, but yeah, they all pin her down and sh- and strip her. Um, I feel like in this movie you saw like a lot of almost boobs, <laughs> but you never actually did. Yeah. Which you know whatever, but don't play with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they pin her down and and. Sh- I guess they don't strip her, but they they tear off her shirt, and I think the rest of the stripping is just kind of implied. Yeah. Um, and then this big towering figure comes out of the darkness, and um, you know, just a, a demon face, red skin, and they pull back his hood and and remove his cloak, and it's just a, a devil basically. Um, and uh, then it's very implied that she, they. Rapes her. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was another girl. That I assume the the girl they said that was dragged off and they never saw her again. She was chained up to a pipe or something, and she's pregnant, like very far along. Yeah, and uh, they come at the, the the ghouls in the in the cloaks come after her with <laughs> this little goblet and um, and a knife, and they pull up her dress like over over her belly and. She's just screaming like, "Don't hurt me! Don't hurt my baby!" And they slice open her stomach, and it looks like they did. They actually remove the baby. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But they also like collected the blood in the little goblet, right? Which I guess was part of the ceremony or something. I guess it was very unclear what they were trying to achieve. But yeah. Basically, in the end, this girl gets raped by the devil. Yeah. Um. And that's uh, that was the end of the first vignette. And Sarah, the babysitter, she hops up and she's just like, "Oh God, nope." Yeah, she turns it off and she tells the kids to go to bed. And um, I think that's what didn't her friend call her at that point? And she's saying that there was this weird VHS, and she's like, "I just, I don't know, it's got like these short films or something on them, and it's just really creepy." And we just watch this one where this girl gets raped by the devil and. Um, this and that and something in there's uh there's a creepy clown she, she i mean she very briefly mentions the clown um and uh yeah the friend's just like you don't know where it came from she's like no one of the kids just had it in his trick-or-treat bag and we don't know who gave it to him or where it came from but um anyway so uh after she sends the kids to bed um, she decides she wants to keep watching. Yeah, because of course. <laughs> but did you find it odd that they just had a VHS player? I mean, even 2013. Yes, I was like, who still has a VCR? Yeah, like set up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I have one. I don't I don't even know exactly where it is. I have one though, but it's not set up, and it's rare that I ever even bother setting it up. Yeah. Because I don't even have VHSs anymore. <laughs> like it's in the second one, jumping ahead a little bit, it's very briefly mentioned because uh, she's talking to her friend on the phone, which says, you know, that she found this VHS. We'll get more into that later. But she, her, uh, she says, yeah, of course I still own a VCR. Do you know how much better Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks on v- VHS? Which is bullshit because Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks awful on all formats. <laughs> That's kind of the point. <laughs> um. Yeah, nothing looks better on VHS. It's nonsense. So we should have hit her in the back of the head. 
Anyway, so yeah, Sarah puts on the tape again, and it starts up the second vignette. Um, let's see. So uh, <clears throat> this one this was weird. I didn't really like this one. Yeah, it was, and it didn't really tie in. No, it didn't. Um, it was yeah, very tenuous tie-in. Um, so she... It starts off with this this woman. She's she's in a very remote house out in the countryside somewhere, um, and you know surrounded by boxes and things covered in sheets and this and that. And she's talking on the phone with her friend, just saying, um, you know how how quiet it is out here, how much better it is in the city. Um, you know, I just wish that uh, whoever her husband or her boyfriend or whoever, I wish she would be here more often and. <clears throat> Um, apparently he's an, he's an artist of some sort. Yeah. Um, and they, they briefly talk about this painting that's covered in a sheet. They said, Oh, you can buy his latest painting. You know, that would, that would really help us out and, and <laughs> give us some money. Um, he said, but it's so creepy. And like, he says he doesn't even remember painting it. Um, like he went into some kind of trance or something. Um, and I feel like they don't give, give enough attention to how weird that is. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the setup makes you think it's going to be like a supernatural story. Yeah. It's something revolving around this painting, but then it isn't. Yeah. She's, she's, she finishes her phone call and she's just kind of meandering around the house. And then it sounds like some kind of like jetliner or something makes landing outside of her house um crash landing right yeah it's a, it's a very abrupt um loud noise of and that she can't quite identify um and she's just getting freaked out because it's dark in this new house in the middle of nowhere she's there alone um and so she calls her and it knocked out the power too right did it i think so I don't remember because it seemed. I feel like I remember the lights being off from the very beginning. I'm pretty sure that the, you know, because I remember her going down to the breaker. So yeah, it definitely turned up, uh, bep, bep, kicked bep, out the power. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, she's she's freaked out and she calls her husband or her boyfriend, whoever he is, and says, you know, something something just landed outside. I don't know what it is, and he's like, what do you mean landed? Like like a plane, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> like if I was on the other end of that call, I I I would probably have said that kind of jokingly, and then for her to say I don't know, it's like wait, it sounded like it could have been a plane. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, she's like, I'm just really scared. I'm all alone. And he says, uh, I think he tells her to call the police. Mm-hmm. She's like, and she was having a hard time getting a phone call out, and he has, actually ends up calling her. <clears throat> And she says, something weird's happening. I don't know what. And she's he's like, okay, you need to hang up with me and call the police. She's like, no, I can't because I couldn't call you earlier. And if I, if I end this call, how am I going to call you back? He's like, you have to call the police because there's nothing I can do. Um, so she hangs up and I think, she, she, does she try to call the police? I'm trying to remember the timeline. Um, yeah, this one was admittedly not very interesting. At one point she tries to leave. And the car won't start. Right. Uh, and yeah, then the phone goes out. So everything just kind of stops working. Right. Um, and while she's in the house talking to her husband, 
you can see in the background something moving um, and kind of standing up. So it's some kind of like humanoid figure. Um, and it turns out that it, it's an alien. And this is the most ridiculous fucking alien I've ever seen. Yeah, like it looks like your stereotypical gray, except it's a mask. Yeah. And I don't mean like it's someone wearing a gray mask. Like it's the, the alien itself is wearing this gray mask. And it's like a metal mask with like tubes that come out and go to some kind of pack that it's wearing. Yeah. it's and You can see the back of his head and it looks like, like it almost looks like Jason or something. Like the yeah. back of Jason's head is all like deformed and like rotting or something. And add to it that it also looks like Jason because this mask is held on by like th- a big leather like strap. Three, yeah. Yeah. Three, yeah. Three. It looks like elastic to me. Um, And so just because this alien looks so fucking corny, um, look, I mean, it's wearing like a vinyl bodysuit. Yeah. Um, I kept waiting for her to rip the mask off. Yeah. And I, I, I kept waiting for it like, to be like this big reveal that it was like a friend or something or her husband. Or shit, even if it really was an alien, but like pull the mask off and let us see what it actually looks like. Yeah. But it just, the alien looks stupid. Yeah. It looked so like cheesy kind of old, like 60s, 70s sci-fi. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like Predator. Predator wore a mask that was like basically formed to its face. It had tubes coming out of it, you know, to, to go to some kind of respirator. But it looked cool. It looked uh, real, like like a real alien mask that was, you know, served a real purpose. Yeah. This looked like a Halloween mask. Yeah. And a bad one at that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this entire time I'm watching this, I'm waiting for this big reveal that takes off the mask and finds out that it's her husband or somebody that she knows. Um, but it never happens. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually an alien. And that's when, when I realized that it's actually an alien, that's when I really just kind of shut off. I stopped paying attention. Well, yeah. And then like the, the alien eventually gets her and drags her out of the house. And as she's being dragged out of the house, she grabs the sheet from this painting that they were talking about, Mm -hmm. pulls the sheet off and it's a painting of art. The clown, right? That's the only, the only tie in. Yeah. Like you don't see art, the clown in person anywhere in the, in the short. And it's not even implied that he's somehow involved in this. Just that here's this painting of him that her husband doesn't remember making. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm kind of okay with that because You know, I mentioned it being similar to Trick or Treat. You know, Sam wasn't involved in all of the the, the vignettes. Yeah. A lot of time he was just off in the background. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if you see the cover to this movie, um, the art, the clowns on the on the front, and that that's what he looks like. I mean, that's what the painting is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, again... Um, the babysitter Sarah stops the tape and uh, she is just dealing with the, ch- the kids who are really freaked out because they swear they hear somebody walking around up there and it's only the four, uh, three of them in the house. Um, and uh, the girl Tia. Tia goes to sleep in her brother Timmy's bed because she's scared. Um, and she insists that something's in her closet. And um, what well, Sarah sees some, someone that's right. And they scamper upstairs. And so she goes upstairs and she's like, hey, Timmy, I told you to go to bed. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? He doesn't say that. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about, bitch? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we've been like, she opens the door and they both kind of roll over like they're just waking up. 
And she's like, yeah, I, I, I hear you guys running around up here. I told you to stay in bed. She's like, she's like, she's like, go to sleep. And he's like, maybe we would if you would stop walking around and rattling the doorknob. Right. And it's just like, huh. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes back downstairs and uh you know rather than being appropriately freaked out by what the kids just told her she decides to turn back on the film pour, um, pour herself another glass of wine right uh turn back on the movie <laughs> um which yeah, that's probably about right yeah if i was there I'd, i'm like okay this is kind of freaky i need a shot of whiskey <laughs> um so she turns on the film again. Um, oh, wait, you know what? I'm just remembering. It does start out with something. It starts out like with a view of um, like a like a storage room or is it something. Like the, the boiler room area? Yeah. I was trying to remember if that was at the beginning. Is it the, is it the beginning and the end? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, Art the Clown kind of like pokes his head out from behind a bunch of shelves and then kind of like, you know, kind of tiptoes his way closer to the screen just to kind of creep you out yeah and that's when that's when the first very kind of pennywise ask yeah anyway so back to the third and final vignette um it starts out with a girl driving um down just she's driving just, along she's, she's driving, driving along, along. <laughs> uh just just remote what's interesting about this one is that it looks very like vintagey yeah, yeah, it puts like a like a grain on the film for some. Yeah, and then reason. there's like a not a sepia tone, but there's a, a different kind of color scheme to it. Yeah, it looks like you know kind of a grindhouse look where yeah. the colors are just off. Yeah, like there's too much contrast or something. And like you said, it's got that grain, and like you'll see like the cigarette burns will pop up in the corners. Yeah, it's it's not quite as well done as something like like the grindhouse movies. Um, uh, it looks a little more deliberate than authentic. Yeah. Um, but it still adds a cool effect, I think. Um, yes, yeah, so this girl, she's driving down, um, this road and she's like pretty much the only car, uh, on the road in either direction, um, on Halloween night, I guess, which is just very briefly touched on. I don't even recall that. Yeah. It's, it's at the, like the end or near the end. Um, so she she's running low on gas and she stops at a gas station and um you know the the gas station looks open but nobody's out there to uh to uh, help her um i was like hey why don't you get on our level and pump your own damn gas <laughs> <laughs> fucking new jersey new jersey <laughs> is that where it was i don't know but new jersey and oregon are the only states in the country that are they really yeah i didn't know that um, I knew those two did, but I didn't know they were the only two. I didn't know New Jersey was until I got there. <laughs> you were like, get back in your car. Well, it's like I, I got there and like I started getting out. They like slammed I, the door on you? Well, no, there was like a, there was a guy in the next stall over pumping gas. Like, okay. Because I, I just thought, okay, well, Oregon's the only state that does that. I got out. Did you have like a uniform on or anything? No. Oh. I mean, it was also like the middle of the night. It was like. I don't know, like 10. So it was just like this? It was like the movie. It's very spooky. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we were driving up from Philly, I think. Philly! Yeah, it was on our honeymoon. 
Well, we were back east. Anyway, um, yeah, so I pulled up to the stall, and I started getting out, and um, I saw the guy finish pumping and then saw the driver in the car give him money or something. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, we don't pump gas here. And so I got back in. That's an awesome fucking story. <laughs> That's <was> my story. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this girl, she's um, she's kind of knocking on the door of the building or the the you know, the actual gas station, um, and it was about that time when uh, <laughs> the attendant comes storming out of the building and he's like basically pushing Art the clown, uh, just pushing him out of the building. Uh, he's like, you come in here and you sp- you piss all over the place and you <laughs> smear your shit, shit on the walls. walls. And, and, and Art's like, yeah, he's he's completely unapologetic and just he, he doesn't speak. He's he's silent. Um, he doesn't even laugh. Or, I mean, he laughs but not audibly. Um, like everything he does is silent. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's just kind of laughing, completely unapologetic. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, so Art's just a. a gross dick he's just an <laughs> asshole um and uh yeah so he kind of walks off into the darkness and uh the attendant's like hey how can i help you and she's like i just need to get my tank filled up and i'm kind of lost can you tell me which which direction i need to go and he kind of gives her some some vague directions and um then he hears the bells inside the building like the do- the doorbells jingle so he goes in he's like i gotta i gotta go check on this i'll I'll be right back to help you so he goes in she's just waiting there which i would have given it more time but i guess (laughs) in a movie 30 seconds is just way too long yeah um so she goes into the building calling for him looking for him and she goes into this you know the station like the convenience store area and finds the attendant on the floor being sawed to pieces by Art the Clown. Yeah, Art's got this hacksaw, and he's just, like, sawing this guy's head off with the biggest grin on his face. Yeah. Just that fucking sadistic... And he just, like, stares at the girl while he's doing it. Yeah. It's so creepy. Um, So she just runs. Um, She runs to her car, gets in, fires it up, and starts just running, or, like, speeding down the road. Um, And as she's going she comes across art standing on the side of the road is very pennywise again yeah uh like original pennywise in the you know in the mini series holding a sign that's a circus yes yeah, a circus and he's just waving at her and she's just like no fucking way and she just starts <laughs> screaming and crying she's like this can't be real this can't be happening i don't know why she didn't hit him i would have swerved into that son of a bitch yeah um she just keeps going down the road, um, and does he pop up again? Not till later, because first she finds the car, the stalled car on was, the side of the was road. Was that the next thing that happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she comes up to the side of the road, and <laughs> there's this car just parked on the side of the road um, with its emergency flashers going, and she pulls over, and she's just like, uh-uh, bitch, get it's back like, in the you car. Know this isn't going to end well. well. It's like, why? why would you stop? It's like, what is that person going to do? The last person that tries to help you got sawed to bits by apparently magical clown. <laughs> um, just keep on driving. <laughs> Drive until the sun comes up. Um, and uh, she, 
yeah, she pulls over and like she walks up to the car and there's this woman just face first. Was it a woman? Long hair. I just assumed it was a woman. It's kind of hard to tell by the face. Well, yeah. But her face was, or the person's face was like buried in the, in the uh, steering wheel. (laughs) And she's still like banging on the window. She's like, help me, help me. It's like, I think that person might need more help than you. Yeah, really. Um, and she opens the door and sits the person back, and it's just this mangled, not even bloody, but just like, I don't know, what would you compare it to? It looked almost familiar. It kind of looked like Smiley. Smiley. Yeah, I think I think that's the killer's name. Oh, with the skin Smiley face? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of like that, but like just mangled and bloody. Yeah. It almost had an animal f- look to it, I thought. Kind of. Was one of their hands missing? I, I think, don't know. I think one of their hands was missing, I too. I didn't notice. Um, and so she screams, and that's when Art pops up and grabs her by the shoulder. And she she breaks away. Does she get back in her car? Yeah. No. Yeah, she gets back in her car and just speeds off. Um, and that's... Uh, she just gets... Just so flustered. What happened? Did she crash her car? I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting no, uh, these details. Uh, right Art here. was in the back of her car. That's right. Yeah, when she got out, Art's. That's right. Art didn't pop up. She saw the person's face and she screamed and ran back to her car. Yeah. Then she takes off and Art pops up in the back seat mm-hmm. and she, she. Oh, he, he puts he plastic put, over yeah. her face and she manages to rip it away and uh, she stomps on the brakes. And of course, Art comes flying forward and smashes his face into the dash, and she gets away. And she goes into that barn or whatever it is. <clears throat> oh God, I don't remember. It was just this weird shed or barn or something, and she goes in there and bars the door. And then, like uh, Art starts, you know, he's shaking the door, and finally right. it stops. And so she just goes and sits down. And then just like a couple seconds later, Art comes up out of the ground. Yeah. yeah he straight bugs bunnied into that <laughs> barn. <laughs> and he pops up and she's like trying to get out, but she can't get the bar that she just put in this door off. Um, and, but then she does. Well, eventually, but not right after if, he whips her with that not, fucking chain thing. Yeah. He's, he pulls out like a cat of nine tails that was like completely homemade. Um, it was all like chain. It was all metal, and it had big claws on the end that was just scraping the shit out of well, her. He had like a he had like a scalpel on there. He had a syringe, just a bunch of sharp implements, like yeah. supplementing the the blades that are typically on a cat of nine tails. Um, and uh, he's just whipping her with it, and I think the scalpel falls off, and he picks it up and looks at it, and she no, she picks it up and stabs him in the eye. Doesn't he? Oh, right. He he notices it falls off, but he's like looking for it. And she picks it up off the ground, stabs him in the eye. And then that's when she makes her getaway. And like, she finally gets that pole off. And I'm like, hit him with the fucking pole. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, also like, why was, why were you having trouble with it earlier? Yeah. <laughs> it came off so easy this time. But she runs out into the road and luckily on this desolate road that's been just completely empty except for her all night this other car comes driving up and uh there's this kind of nerdy like like you think of somebody you'd seen like a 50 sci-fi movie it's like a guy wearing like a letterman's jacket and you know glasses this is this kind of guy 
he pulls over and, and she hops in. He's like, are you okay? She's like, just fucking go. <laughs> Do I fucking look okay? Um, yeah, she's covered in blood and like she's got cuts on her face and her arms. And he's like, is this a prank? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. He says, is this a Halloween prank? So yeah. Um, and she's like, no, God damn it. Just drive. <laughs> and so he drives on and uh, he's like, okay, are, are you hurt bad? She's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, I, there's a police station up the road. We're gonna, I'm going to take you there. And you can tell them what happened. Or she she says that there's some psycho clown after yeah. her, um, and that's that's when he asks if it's a prank. I mean, because yeah, psycho clown, <laughs> yeah, a little silly. Um, yeah, she's like, oh, there's, so there's a police station up the street. I'm gonna take you there, um, and uh, we're gonna get this figured out. And in the rearview mirror, you see two headlights pop up, Just honking the horn, mm-hmm. and. Um, He's like, oh, okay. There's some asshole behind us, and she's like, no, that's him. And she it pulls up next to her or next to them, and he's just it's it's Art driving the car, and he just looks over, smiles, and lifts up a gun and shoots the guy in the head. Yeah, from from the other car. Um, you know, I feel like a really good marksman would have a hard time making that shot, but yeah, true. But you know, he's. Some kind of supernatural being, apparently. Apparently. Uh, Who needs to drive a car to get around? (laughs) Um, But he didn't earlier. No. So, yeah, he shoots the guy in the head, and, you know, this girl leans over and tries to get a hold of the car, but they swerve off the road and crash into a tree. Um, And then things go dark. And she wakes up, and she's down on a bed or, you know, table. Table. She's all bandaged up. You know, she has gauze on her face, covering up the big scar and or the big uh, cut on her face. Yeah, and you think she's in like the uh, hospital or something? Yeah, or the police station or something where somebody has tended to <clears throat> her wounds. Um, but she looks over and she notices this just really fucking disgusting wrecked um, table covered in just these bloody, like meat covered medical tools. Um, and it doesn't take her very long to realize that she's not in a good place right now. <laughs> um, and that's when art pops up on her other side and, um, he's kind of doing his silent laugh and like pointing at her, you know, kind of in a, in a mocking way. And she looks down at her body and realizes that all of her limbs have been cut off. Uh, she's been completely stripped down and um, she's been like he cut off her boobs. He cut off her arms, legs, and boobs. Yeah, and wrote what's uh, like slut and cunt and what else? Like he, he was it bitch? Is it bitch? Okay, it may, it may have been pig. Pig, right? Okay, yeah. He carved all of these into her into her chest and stomach, uh, and so she's just left there on the table screaming. And that's basically the end of the vignettes there. Um, and uh, yeah, so Sarah, she says, okay, no more. And she goes to turn off the tape, but it uh, doesn't turn out or turn off. <laughs> so, you know, that's the last thing you want to see. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it opens back up to that first scene with Art in this kind of uh, boiler room or work room or whatever it is, 
same thing. He's like hopping out, like kind of pokes out from behind these shelves and kind of does this swing on this pole in the middle of the room. And then he kind of hops closer and closer to the screen. And Sarah is trying very hard to, um, to turn off this TV. Um, and so let's see what, what order is this going from here? She manages first the phone rings or no. Does she, yeah. Does she unplug it? The TV? Not till later. First the phone rings and she answers the phone and it's the girl from the tape. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the girl that was on the side of the road, she, she calls, she tried to call the police, but apparently she called Sarah. Right. Yeah. You don't hear the other side of the line. Yeah. When she's talking, but now you hear that she was actually the uh, the one on the other end of the line. And there's some kind of like time loop there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then like, she's watching the tape and she sees art behind her mm -hmm. because the tape turns into like a live stream of her. Right. And art is sitting behind her, which she turns around and he's not there. And so he gets up and he's getting closer and closer to her. And so then finally she's able to like rip the tape out of the VCR and then she smashes it on the ground. Yeah. Which uh, VHSs don't just shatter like that. <laughs> just, <laughs> just so you know. <clears throat> and that's when she hears a scream from upstairs. Mm-hmm. So she goes bolting upstairs and finds art at the top of the stairs laughing at her. Covered like in it. blood. Yeah. Covered in blood. Was he holding a knife? I don't think so. All right. Well, yeah, he's covered in blood and he was kind of pointing and laughing at her. And, um, then he, he disappears. She look away or something. Cause he disappears at some point. I think she covers her eyes or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she goes back or he's gone. And so she runs up the stairs and before she even gets into the room, you see the blood on the door. She opens it up and the kids have been dismembered completely. Decapitated. Yeah. Depacitated. Um, or was it, were they just decapitated or were they actually well, dismembered? She just saw the heads in the bed and then I think you saw one of their hands, but you didn't really see like their torsos or anything. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. But yeah, the kids' heads are on the bed um, and the room's just covered in blood. And so that's when she goes back downstairs now. Yeah, no, no, she's she's just standing on the landing, and it's like she sees him again, and then then it's the end. It like pans, it like zooms into her screaming, and it does go back to that old timey tone, right? And uh, and grainy feeling, and then that, that fades to black, right? Okay, all right, yeah. So that's the end of the movie. Um, what'd you think? I liked it. Me um, too. I I didn't think I was going to. <laughs> yeah did did the fact that they were watching a tape kind of take you out of it though? Yes and no. I mean, it was kind of a a good delivery system, I thought, but it seemed unnecessary at times. It's like you knew it was going to come around to something happening to them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like they're watching this tape and it's like, I'm watching people watching a movie. Yeah. Um, the more I, layers you add, the less realism. I feel like it, it did a good job of not jumping back and forth constantly. So you, yeah, you were kind of able to forget that people were watching this. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like if it would like go back and forth and like show their reactions and stuff like that, then yeah, it definitely would have been yeah taking you that's out a good a lot point more. Um, I feel like it. The whole wraparound story could have just been incorporated into the into the story itself, though. 
I feel like the VHS thing wasn't totally necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, all in all, I liked it. I mean, I, I didn't care for the alien vignette. Me neither. But the wraparound story I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Um, the first story was weird, but you know, it was all right. I really liked the end, though. The, yeah. The one where Art was like the main villain. That was a good one. Um, it was well done, I thought. I think they should have switched the first and two, first and second as far as order. So it would just get better instead of have a lull in the middle. <laughs> well, because then it would be like art would be, there would be more art in each one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. So what do you, I mean, do you have any thoughts? Um, I mean, art is an interesting villain. Art the Clown is a very... It's not really a name that you would conjure up fear. Yeah, I mean, he's not named in the movie. Well, he does. He paints art in blood on the walls of the kid's room. I, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, if you didn't already know his name was Art... That's true. It, it doesn't really... It doesn't say, like, hello, my name is Art the Clown. Yeah, and it's like, what? Yeah, it doesn't even say Art the Clown. It just says Art. Yeah. It's like, what does Art have to do with it's, this? Oh, he's <laughs> making art out of their blood. <laughs> this is Art. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I honestly, you know, I saw some unfavorable, favorable reviews for this. And so I really didn't think I was going to like it, but I don't know when the credits started rolling. Actually, I didn't even know I was going to like it while I was watching it. Yeah. When the credits rolled, I'm like, that actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> the, the first vignette, while, while I liked it, it was like, I, I got the feeling that it was supposed to, as you're watching this tape, you're supposed to think, oh, these things could have actually happened. Mm-hmm. Like this could be footage of somebody getting killed. Yeah. But then it, it went to that like weird thing with the demons and all these deformed creatures. And I'm like, okay, so this is not supposed to be real. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I saw the VHS pop up, I had, I kind of dreaded it a little bit because my mind immediately went to VHS. Right. And I thought it was going to be a bunch of found footage. Like, Fuck. I don't want to watch a found footage movie. God damn it. And so I was glad to see that it wasn't. Yeah. It definitely had more of the appearance of, um, of, uh, that, you know, you know, trick or treat. I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know what you were going to say then. I, I got, I heard my doorbell and I got distracted. I lost my train of thought. Um, no, short films rather than a found footage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was I was glad that it definitely had that appearance. Um, yeah. I don't know any of these people. Uh, the girl that played Sarah looked really familiar, but I looked at her. I thought so, too. But I looked at yeah. IMB, and I didn't recognize anything. Me neither. I mean, I think she, I remember her being on shows that I watch, but it didn't look like anything I would have recognized her from. Hmm. But uh, anyway. So we've been talking about this a while now. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Should probably move this Let's along. Wrap this up. Um, final thoughts? I'm thinking since I like two out of three, plus I like the wraparound, I'm going to give it a seven. Cool. Um, I feel like um, I would have given it a seven had I liked all three vignettes. Um, but because I didn't like one, but it was definitely better than average. I'll get a six. All right. So, and apparently there was a sequel 
or at least another Art the Clown movie made. This year. This year, called Terrifier, mm-hmm. which I just found out. Yeah, because when I when you said you were going to do All Hallows Eve 2, I didn't know it existed. Mm. So I tried to look it up, and all I could find was things about Terrifier. Oh. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're not talking about Terrifier. We're going to talk about a sequel that's not actually connected at all called All Hallows Eve 2. A great spirit of Halloween. Why is Robert not calling me? Trick or treat. Aren't you all a little late to be out this young? (laughs) You can't just open the door for anyone. They could be infected. They could be crazy. They think it's Halloween. I think it is Halloween. to record an episode i typically watch you know i'll watch like one of the movies you know if we record on a saturday i'll typically watch like one of the movies on like a thursday and then watch the other one like on a friday or saturday or you know saturday before we record and i usually try to make it a point to watch yours first and then watch mine um so like mine is a little more fresh in my mind because like I'll, I'll still remember yours and I can comment on it, but like I kind of put it to you to actually go through the story. Yeah, yeah. But because mine was the first in the series, like I had to watch that first, and so like I felt like I didn't remember it as well as I wanted to. But this but was the same time you could mind. have gotten away with watching them out of order because they're not actually chronological. Yeah, anyway. had I known that. <laughs> so yeah, this this is a sequel in name only. Um, same kind of format. Uh. But this one is has a lot more segments, mm-hmm. and like we were saying earlier, all different directors. Yeah. So I'm just going to go down the list of directors real quick. I'm not going to. Well, I guess I could do it as we go. So, um, so this one is, is there's a woman. Do they say her name? There's there's a woman playing with a Ouija board at home by herself. <laughs> Because she's sad and lonely. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Waiting for her boyfriend or husband or whatever to call or date, whatever he is. Um, and But she just gets a knock on her door and opens it up. And there's a VHS tape sitting there and a guy wearing a pumpkin mask at the end of the hall. Which is kind of a cool looking mask. It's literally just like a chunk of pumpkin yeah. with eyes and nose cut out. You know what it looks almost identical to? The mask from uh, Carver. Mm, yeah, <laughs> very similar. Like, which is basically like it doesn't have like the teeth carved out at the bottom like this one does, but it's basically just a round piece of pumpkin connected by ropes in the back, like almost the like the exact same way. Yeah. 
And I'm pretty sure Carver came out first. Hmm. Well, so anyways, she decides she's going to pop this tape in, get herself a big old glass of wine, settle in for the night, buzz one out. Because, you know, women be drinking wine. <laughs> Spodiote. <laughs> um, and so the first, and apparently all these segments have names, and the first one they didn't have names. Well, because I'm pretty sure this one was made up of short films that already existed. Uh, that, that would explain a lot. Yeah. Because I am almost positive that I've, I saw, um, we'll, we'll get into it later, but uh, what was it called? Um, the Last Halloween, I think it was called. Okay. Um, I'd seen that before. I don't know where, but I'd definitely seen it before. Hmm. And I, it, when I saw it, I thought maybe I'd seen this movie before. That explains why there's no thorough through story. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike the first one that has Art the Clown in each story, that doesn't exist in this one. Yeah. You and do I, see the Pumpkinhead Killer a couple times, like in between stories. But there's also not really much of a wraparound story here. No. He just kind of like pops up in the tape. Yeah. And it doesn't really go back to this woman watching the tape hardly at all. Mm-hmm. And that's what made this one like, you know, I, I, I'm weighing an anthology like Trick or Treat versus an anthology like VHS. Mm-hmm. You know, Trick or Treat, like I think is my golden standard as far as anthology films go. Uh, in that it's been done so well. And in, in VHS is basically what this is a bunch of short films that were all compiled just together. stuck together with a very tenuous wraparound story. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, so let's start running it down here. Um, the first one is called M is for masochist. Again, it doesn't say the name of these anywhere. So you wouldn't know that these even had names. Although each one does have their own credits at the end of the film. Yes. So, um, so this one features a, Sideshow carnival game uh, led by Bill Oberst Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Masochist. And basically, it, there's a person up on the wall, you know, in one of the giant spinning things where they throw knives at him, whatever, that big wheel. It, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter because they're not connected, but this actually is not in order. I didn't I'm, think so. I'm just but, noticing that. But it, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to run down the... the way that it's on this website because I don't remember the order. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a, a carnival barker played by Bill Oberst and he says, you know, step right up, be a winner and punish the sinner. And he's just got this cavalcade of weaponry for you to throw at this person who is allegedly a masochist and they, mm-hmm. they want this. And if you can spill enough blood, you get a bud. That's, that's what he said. It was a little, little toy, you know, unicorn or whatever. (laughs) They're so fluffy. (laughs) Um, But so these, these three shithead little kids come up and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And they throw like a baseball covered in nails at him. (laughs) That was the best weapon. (laughs) But that was after they revealed who it was. Yeah. It turns out it's one of the kids dad. And And I, kid was holding his side the entire thing. Yeah. And then he lifts up his shirt and he's got a big bruise. So I guess we're supposed to believe that the dad is abusive. Mm hmm. And so the kid throws a chainsaw at him. <laughs> it's so good. It ends before it hits him, though. They all do this. They, every single one of them like ends before something. Well, not so much uh, was it um, Jack Attack. That one actually shows some gruesome stuff. But th- all the rest of them seem like they end before anything violent is shown. Yeah, that's true. 
So that's pretty much the end of that one. Um, then there's one called The Offering. Which one is this? Oh, uh, a father and son are driving through the woods, and the, the dad's got this bag of stuff in his lap, and he's like laying it all, all, all out on a plate. And there's like, look like potatoes, and there's a tiny little bird skull that he puts in there. And then he's like, I don't have the meat. Where's the meat? Gotta have meat and potatoes, man. It's at Arby's. <laughs> they have the meats. Where's the beef? Yeah, and dad's like, where's the beef? And the kid's like, oh my God, you fucked us. You <laughs> killed us all. And, uh, you know, you don't really know what they're talking about, what's going on. They come to this clearing and the kid's like, you got to go out there. You got to tell him. And the yeah. dad's like, no, you, you go out there. <laughs> He's like, he'll listen to you. He doesn't like me. And so the, the son goes out there. He's, you know, a full grown man. He's not like a kid or anything. Yeah. And he goes out there and he puts this tray on a stump. And he says, I'm sorry, there's no meat. And you still don't know what it is that they're offering this up to. But the dad like locks the doors and just like, you're the meat bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, so the son gets dragged away and the dad drives away. That's it. No idea what this thing was that they were offering. If it was like the devil itself or just some kind of Sasquatch or jackal. <laughs> jackal? It's a jackal. Is a you know, some kind of wood beast, wood nymph. <laughs> uh, so then there's Mister Tricker's treat. This one might have been my favorite. Um, it's this local Halloween guy. Halloween guy? What the hell's a Halloween guy? It's just a guy who loves Halloween, <laughs> um, and he always has like the best decorations. But come to find out that all his decorations are actually real life dead bodies, right? He's got one in like, it's just a person in a skeleton costume. And then he's got somebody with a sheet over their head as a ghost and he hangs them. Yeah. And it's like, at first you don't really know where this is going because it opens up in a side of his house. And this kid wearing a skeleton costume is chained up in like a dog pen. Yeah. And, uh, and he starts throwing up. So like, he's clearly like been drugged. Um, and yeah, it's like at first, and there's another guy in the background who's tied up to like a sink or something. And he's all passed out. Um, so, yeah, it's like you don't really know where this is going at first. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. yeah. And then he kills him and puts him up as Halloween decorations. And this girl walks up and she's like, oh, my God, Mr. Tricker, you always have the best Halloween decorations. I love them. How do you make them look so realistic? And I was like, please kill her. Yeah. Please kill her. Please kill her now. <laughs> and then he, and then he does. does. And then it's over. And I was like, what? Hey. This one was really short. It was. And I was like, I wanted to see her as the, the Halloween decoration. <laughs> as a, uh, like, Leslie Bibb and... Yeah, that's what I was thinking, <laughs> like, with the sucker. Um, What else we got? The Last Halloween. Uh, this is the one you said you've seen before? Yeah. Um, This one's interesting. It's kind of like, like, it seems like it's, like, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I think this is my favorite. Um, I think it has a little more... person on this website didn't like it. Oh, fuck them. But these four trick-or-treaters... There's a witch, a devil, a ghost, and a grim reaper. This one also, this person also said that this is better than the first one, so they clearly don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, and they're just like going from house to house, and they're trick or treating. And people, you don't know if it's actually Halloween at any point during this. Yeah, because people don't seem prepared for this. One woman gives them a can of cat food, mm -hmm. and is like, "Be careful out there." 
You're all doomed. <laughs> but they go to this one house and it's all like boarded up. There's a big fence and it says stay out. There's a big skull and crossbones. And uh, this guy comes on the screen because there's a screen out front and he's like, you know, go away. We don't have anything for you. Yeah. And they're just like, no, no. Trick or treat. <laughs> Let's go. And so then the guy is talking to his wife and he's saying, you know, we, we don't know what, what they are. We don't know. They might be infected. They could be crazy. He's like, we have to protect ourselves. And she's like, oh, from this? And shows like a lesion on her neck. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know what's going on. If there's some kind of virus that's like wiped out humanity or what. Yeah. But then eventually these four trick-or-treaters get in the guy's house. And they all take off their costumes and they're actually whatever they were dressed as. Yeah. The, the devil kid is this like seven foot tall giant devil. And then the, the witch, you know, is this old gross witch. She's got like maggots coming out of her eyes. And the ghost, it looks like, I don't know. He kind of looks like he has a butthole for a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like a, maybe like a live action oogie boogie almost. A little bit. Yeah. And they, you know, they're all like, it's too late, Jack. It's too late, Jack. And then he just kind of like, he's backing up because he's scared. And then there's the Grim Reaper and he just grabs him. Right. Yeah. And I really like this one. Um, I feel like it adds a little more depth in such a short amount of time than the other ones do. Yeah. Um, it, like, fill, it fills a lot of story in a short time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love the fact, like, I like the idea that the kids are actually what they were dressed as. Yeah. Like, they're not actually kids. They're actually these awful demon things. Yeah. And you have all these people who are like, <laughs> they seem to know who these kids are. Yeah. And they're basically just like, you know, I, I need to offer up something or they're going to come after me. Right. And I like the, like, when uh, the guy's wife was telling him to to let them the kids in, she's like, "They think it's Halloween." She's like, "I think it might be Halloween." Yeah. So clearly, like, yeah, the world has gone to shit. They don't even know what day it is, right? Um, and then at the end, you know, when after the kids start leaving the house, the house bursts into flames, and it pans up over the city cityscape, and the entire city's on fire. Mm-hmm. So it made me think that like these kids are like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh. Yeah, good call. Yeah. And it's like, whether or not that was intended, I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, this one adds a little more depth. Mm-hmm. Like, something that you really have to kind of consider and think about that's not laid out for you. Um, and, like, in between the, the first lady and these people's house, there's this other guy who has, like, holes in his face. Yeah. And he was just crazy. Yeah. And it's funny because that guy played uh, Death on supernatural oh really <laughs> so he like he, he was the grim reaper that's funny yeah he was kind of like the old ralph but he was so batshit crazy that it was kind of hard to tell yeah he's like aren't you a little late to be out so young yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just had that creepy laugh uh a boy's life this one i don't know it's about a young boy who uh believes that there's monsters in his room and it, it very clearly goes into detail about, uh, you know, his dad was obviously a soldier who was killed. Um, and the son is, you know, he wears the dad's dog tags all around, even though the mom tells him not to. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of almost got like a Babadook theme. Yeah. Like yeah, a little bit. Single mother just having trouble raising her son. Yeah. Sing, like, as a single mother. Except Babadook actually like was a horror movie, yeah. whereas this is just like they play around and then it's over. Then at the very end, that's when something pops up or like, that's when something happens. Yeah. This, this one I think was the longest. It seemed really long, but yeah, like it's, it's literally just like a mom and son 
talking to each other and trying to cope with the dad dying and playing let's fight monsters yeah. until the very very end yeah it's like you know it's it's kind of sweet it doesn't really belong in this movie it's definitely kind of got a sweet tone to it though because the mother yeah she's trying to she's having a hard time you know coming to terms with death of her husband but also you know the it because of her own grief she's having a hard time realizing what her son's going through yeah so you know it's kind of a touching thing but it has no place in this movie right and it's like it's, it's not like yeah it's not bad it's not um you know it's not poorly made or anything but yeah it just doesn't fit with the rest of the movie yeah cuz it's you know it's it's not like it leads you to believe there's something real and kind of you know installs this doubt and this fear throughout the whole thing the whole thing is no there's no monsters it's all fake until the last half a second of the movie right and that was that was another thing that pissed me off. Like again, these things cut out right after like the good stuff is gonna yeah. right before the good stuff is gonna happen. Yeah. Um, Alexia, which one is this? This was the Spanish one. This was pretty good. Oh yeah, this one was it was creepy. Um, a a young man is his ex girlfriend. Uh, I guess committed suicide. And it's her birthday, and you know his his Facebook or community, as it's called in the yeah. <laughs> in the short, um, says you know it's Alexia's birthday. Do you want to wish her a happy birthday on her wall? Mm. And there's all these people saying you know we miss you, uh, we wish you were still here. Happy birthday! And I, I that kind of rang true to me because I see that stuff every year on my brother's birthday. Oh yeah. So it's yeah it's that was definitely real to me. Yeah. I mean not not so much like. Well, no, I, I would say, say not so much the other people, but I guess it does happen. Not so much as it, as it was when it was, when it was a fresh wound, but yeah. Anyway, but he's also, he also carries this guilt because he thinks that him breaking up with her is what made her kill herself. Yeah. Uh, but his, I guess, current girlfriend or this girl that is infatuated with him is, you know, they're chatting and she's like, you need to let it go. You need to stop following that page. I'm going to come over. We'll hang out. I want to see you. And so he, he unfriends this Alexia. Uh, but the, the, when he unfriends her, the computer screen gets all scrambled mm -hmm. and he's trying to close all the windows and everything. And everything just keeps getting more and more jumbled and scattered until finally a picture of this current girl shows up and she's like alone in a room looking scared. Yeah. And I think was he pulled the plug or just turns off the computer or something. Yeah. He tries to turn off the, you know, do the normal things like turn off the computer, turn off the screen. And yeah, eventually he has to just resolve to turn off the, uh, the, or pull the plug itself. So yeah, this new girl comes over and she starts going through his computer, which you don't do that. You don't go through a man's computer. No. Be cool. It's like, you're going to find something you don't want to find. Yeah. And she and, does. And it's none of your fucking business. Um, you know, she, she sees the picture of her. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And uh, and then Alexia pops up and her eyes are all ripped out. And that was fucking creepy. Yeah. Her, her face is all cut up and her like eyes. Well, she had eyes. She had eyes. But her eyelids were removed. Yeah. And very like very grotesquely. Yeah. The um, makeup was awesome. Yeah. Um, but again, this ends before the good stuff happens. Yeah. It's like she pops up and it's over. Yeah. These all end like on a high note. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, you know, if in a, in a short, that's kind of what you want to go for. I guess. I want to see some fucking violence, though. Yeah. That's what I watch horror for. <laughs> um, let's see. Jack Attack. This one was pretty good. This was the f this was the actual first one. Okay. 
uh, a girl, I guess she's a, a nanny, uh, is bringing home a pumpkin with the, the child that she's nannying. And they, you know, carve the jack-o'-lantern, have some banter back and forth. And then they, they cook the seeds. I love the seeds. They're so good. Really? You never, never got into pumpkin seeds. Really? Oh, no. man. That's, that's like one of my favorite parts of pumpkin carving. Um, but, you know, she eats some and she gives the kid some. <clears throat> and you see his eyes like roll back in his head. Yeah. And she thinks he's choking. Mm-hmm. So she like starts trying to smack him on the back, give him the Heimlich maneuver. Nothing's working. So she gives him a fucking tracheotomy. Yeah. What? <laughs> What's that logic? <laughs> it's like she... she yeah, you said she tries to give him water and he swats it away. Um, he try, she tries pounding him on the back, tries a Heimlich maneuver, and nothing's working. What's the next thing you do? Call 911? Yeah. <laughs> you don't take a fucking kitchen knife to a kid's throat. And she says, your parents are going to be so mad. <laughs> it's like, no shit. I just cut open their son. <laughs> but so then, like, something starts coming out of the, the hole in his throat. And so she yanks on it, and it's like it's a, a little, little thing. Little thing. It's like, <laughs> and she starts yanking on it. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> she starts yanking on his little thing. <laughs> As a child, <laughs> you said it. You took it there. Anyways, it's a vine, and she gets to the end, and there's like a one of the little mini pumpkins that just like rips the kid's throat open. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she notices her stomach is bulging. So she decides, you know, oh, I, logical thing. I'm going to slice my belly open. <laughs> Since I love knives so much. <laughs> and just like all these fucking pumpkins just fall out of her. Yeah. And then the kid, his stomach starts swelling and all these pumpkins just explode out of him. This kind of made me think of uh, blood, and, uh, blood and Gourd a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and that's, that's partially why I expected like... Uh, there was a part, you know, the kid's lying on the floor, and you see, like, pumpkins starting to sprout from his neck. And then, like, behind, like, the corner of the counter, or the kitchen island or whatever it was, you see, like, this little burst of blood. And I half expected the kid to, like, sit up and have, like, a pumpkin head. Mm. Which would have been a little, maybe a little corny, but if I think if he, it would have been good if he did it just right. Yeah. Anyway. But this one actually, like, showed all of the blood and guts and gore. And- yeah. That's um, why I thought this movie was on the right track. Because like I said, this was the first one. Yeah. But then all the other ones cut it out. It's just... Yeah. It's bullshit. Uh, the last one, maybe not chronologically, but the last one that we're going to discuss, uh, called Descent. Uh, this woman goes to her friend's place, goes to her friend's condo. Um, her friend doesn't answer the door, so she sneaks in, <laughs> knocks on the door. Her friend doesn't answer, so she just barges in. <laughs> Goes to her friend's bedroom, knocks on the door. She doesn't answer, so she just barges in. She just barges in everywhere. She just goes wherever she wants. What if I showed up to your apartment and like I tried to buzz in downstairs and you didn't answer? So I just waited for somebody to open the door and I walk in and I try calling you and you don't answer your phone. And then like I wait for somebody to get in the elevator and then I go up to your floor. <laughs> I just come to your apartment. <laughs> it's like like what if you're like sleeping or in the shower or having sex having sex (laughs) what the fuck yeah like when you walked in i'd be like did you not get the hint (laughs) it's like go the fuck away (laughs) but that doesn't happen here no because her friend is deadsies yeah she she all did um (laughs) there was a part at three two one battle last night 
where their DJ, I guess, is leaving because he's going to K- uh, KXRX. He's going to be doing Monday or Friday nights, which is when they have their shows. So they killed him. <laughs> okay. They have, they have this referee who apparently is like known for killing people. Oh. His name is Jer Bear the Killer. <laughs> They're just okay with it. And, like the lights go out and he like all of a sudden appears in the ring and he's like stabbing this guy. <laughs> and then the lights come back on and the crowd starts chanting, oh, he dead. Oh, he dead. <laughs> It was so good. But so yeah, her friend is dead and uh, turns out the killer is still in the house. So she hides in the closet. Just watches this guy just kind of walking around whistling this little tune. Did did you recognize that? Uh-uh. It sounded really familiar, but I couldn't pinpoint it. I'm not sure. But then her phone goes off and it has the most annoying ringer I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's like, did they even, do they still make those phones in 2015? <laughs> yeah, probably not. But so... She ends up escaping somehow. Well, he leaves. He just leaves? Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, I, I think he must have thought that phone belonged, belonged to, to, her, yeah. to the girl or something. Um, yeah, he just takes off. Okay, and then it says, what, three years later? Six weeks. Six weeks. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, she's at work. She gets in the elevator, and this other guy gets in the elevator, and he's like, looks like another one of those long, hard ones. <laughs> <laughs> Mondays, right? <laughs> I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that. <laughs> Then this other guy gets in the door, gets in the elevator, and it's the guy. It's the killer guy. It's the fucking guy, man. <laughs> and so then the first guy, he leaves. And so it's just her and this killer in the elevator. And of course, the elevator breaks down. He's like super nice. He's like, you know, don't worry. I, but she's, she's obviously freaking out. And he's like, oh, you claustrophobic? Just, just breathe. Everything's going to be okay. I promise it'll reset itself. We're going to be out of here in no time. Yeah. But, but because, because you know he's the killer, though. You kind of see it from her perspective. Like he's he's being nice and mostly friendly, but he's still kind of a creep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he clearly doesn't recognize her. Yeah. Because, I mean, you never saw her, so. Right. He doesn't know why she's freaking out, but then her cell phone starts going off. Actually, I guess first he starts whistling the song. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like kind of sends a chill down her spine. But then her cell phone goes off and he kind of like, you know, something registers in his mind and he reaches for her bag and so she stabs him in the fucking neck with a pen <laughs> with like a little clicky top pen. Yeah. And just stabs him over and over and over again. <laughs> and you're just like, God damn. But then the elevator finally boots back up, gets down to the main floor. She gets out and there's a police officer standing there and it's the killer. It's the guy. It's the fucking guy. <laughs> and you're like, wait, how did that happen? Then she turns around to the uh, reception area and there's the guy. And then she turns back to the police officer, and it's obviously a different guy. It's not the guy. And she turns back to the reception, and it's not the guy. <laughs> and the cop pulls his gun. And he's like, don't you fucking move. And she looks back in the elevator and realizes it's not the killer. It's not, not the, the guy. guy. <laughs> and scene. And then at the very end, we go back to the woman in her condo, drinking her wine. And she like gets up and turns off the v- VCR, and Pumpkinhead Man appears behind her. Roll credits. Yeah. There's seriously like no rapper on this one. It's beginning and end. Yeah. And nothing in between. Other than, like I said, Pumpkinhead Man pops up in between, but still on the tape. Right. So what'd you think? Much weaker than the first. Oh, God, yes. Like by leaps and bounds. Um, you know, movies like this are hard to rate because you have some good shorts and some bad shorts 
and some decent shorts and some Bermuda shorts and some short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Who wears short shorts? Um, yeah, there's, you know, it, you saying that these were all already existing movies makes a lot of sense because there is no wraparound. There's no th- uh, through story. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it is more like VHS where it's just someone pops in a tape and they just watch it beginning to end. Yeah. And we see what happens before and what happens after. Um, I like Mr. Tricker's treat. Uh, didn't like a boy's life. I did like last Halloween. Which one was your favorite? Um, I liked last Halloween a lot. Like I said, um, and also Alexia. Alexia was good. I think, I don't know. I mean, because I liked them both for different reasons. Um, so trying to pick my favorite is a little hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I think when you get down to it, I think I probably like both of them equally. So those are my two uh, my two favorites, like above all the rest. So See, I would say Last Halloween and Mr. Trick or Treat. I just, I wish Mr. Trick or Treat had been longer and had a better payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Lexi is good. Boys Life, like like we were saying, just doesn't fit. Jack Attack is good. Yeah, it just seemed a little uh, more childish. Like, yeah, like it didn't quite f- a little more whimsical, a little spoopy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does get bloody and violent, and it's really the only one that does. Yeah, um, but for some reason, it just doesn't feel like it fits like like a boy's life, but for a different reason. Um, Descent I thought was good, although I didn't like the way it ended. Yeah, it seemed a little too uh, neat, I guess. Yeah. The offering I didn't really care for. No. Um, I wish you could have seen whatever it was, or at least gotten a hint of whatever it was that they were offering to. Right. Uh, Emma's for Masochist, I thought, was okay, but too short. Yeah. Um, and they could have done so much more with that. Yeah. That one could should have been should have been really bloody. And I mean, you know, Bill Obers Jr. is always great. Sure, yeah. Yeah, he was definitely the best part, I thought, because he definitely played a good uh, devil's advocate. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Some good ones. I, don't, I wouldn't say I, like, I, I hated A Boy's Life. It was still well done, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't fit. Yeah. I wouldn't say any of them were really bad, per se. Mm, no. So that's that's good. It's reassuring, but at the same time, it's just a bunch of short films. Yeah. It's like watching, you know, a bunch of TV episodes that you taped off the TV. Right. So what do you think? Or should I go first? Uh, you go first. Okay. I went first last time. Um, this didn't have the same uh, flow that the original one did. There's no flow. No, there's, yeah, there's no flow whatsoever. The other one's tied together. You know, sometimes tenuously, sometimes, you know, really well. Um, but it, it they all have this connecting arc, and I felt like the the very minor one that was in this uh, uh, was very forced, and it felt forced. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just it, it was very clear that this was a bunch of different uh shorts by a bunch of different people with different visions. I forgot I was going to go through the directors as we went, but um, 
uh, Elias Benavides is a boy's life. Andre Borgi for Alexia. Jay Holbin for Descent. Mike Kachansky for Mr. Tricker's Treat. Um, uh, James and John Kondelik for Emma's for Masochist. Antonio Padavan for Jack Attack. Ryan Patch for The Offering. And Mark Roussel for The Last Halloween. There you go. Um, anyway, so like I said, there are definitely ones that I liked more than the others. Um, like you said, none of them were really bad. Just, they just didn't fit together. And that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say this, this movie, I'm going to give a four. Um, because I feel like it was just really just trying to, um, kind of steal the thunder of the original, like the, the first All Hallows Eve. Um, and, uh, but I, I would definitely recommend seeking out these shorts individually and watching them. Well, that's interesting. I mean, you know, pick and choose which ones you want to watch, you know, whether based on our reviews or anything you might read. Or, you know, if you want to watch all of them, go for it. Yeah. You, you, you watch this. But just them being tied together and being trying to, like, forced together by some really not great wraparound story. Um, just seemed um, pointless. So yeah, I would definitely seek out, um, you know, some or all of these things individually and check them out um, rather than watch this as a whole. So number? Oh right. <laughs> no, I said four. Oh right. Um, yeah, I was leaning towards five. So, um, yeah, basically all the things that I hadn't thought about, just like recommending watching the movies the short separately but yeah that's that's a good idea um you know and then because or you know if you go into this keep in mind that it's not going to be a a thorough story Mm -hmm. keep in mind that you're going to be watching a series of shorts that don't have anything to do with each other right um so yeah five all right all right well i guess that brings us to the end guys our very spooky, spooky Halloween episode is nearing its end. Um, so thanks for joining us once again. I hope you enjoyed Octoberama, guys. Um, this will be back around next year. Yep. Um, we're going to get back on track here in a couple weeks on November 8th. Um, what are we watching? We are watching Creep 2 and Cult of Chucky. Right. That's going to be a good one. That yeah, should be good. Heard some mixed things about Cult of Chucky. Really? Yeah. So I'm, I'm. It's it's making me want to watch it myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, and that that'll be just our regular standard programming, guys. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Taylor. Where can they check us out in the meantime? They can check us out at graveplotpodcast.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or wherever else podcasts are found. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon as Grave Plot Podcast, or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. And don't forget Patreon, guys. Uh, we love all the money. Um, and and we, we have exclusive content on there, including monthly video reviews chosen by the Patreon patrons. Yes. Uh, and I think we're, we're aiming to have another Patreon Picks episode coming up. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, so... Look out for that. If you want to pick the movies for our episode, head over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast and sign up. Yeah. 
Uh, and don't forget they reach guys. Um, we, we really need help uh, putting together a budget. So, um, head over to theyreach.com and that'll send you back to the Indiegogo site. <clears throat> Anything else? Is that good? I think that's good. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us for a couple hours. Hope you have a very happy Halloween. Um, and we'll uh, catch you again on the next episode. Till then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Bonfires burning bright, pumpkin faces in the night. I remember Halloween dead cats hanging from poles. Little dead are out in droves. I remember Halloween.